Woo, the Golden Stallion, the Man of Tomorrow, Savzu, the Rated R Radio Star, once again, once again, coming to you, actually from the very bed of a hotel room, king size bed. That means there's more than just me in it, or it can mean that. But I just so <laughs> happen to be joined by the lovely and hyper intelligent Dr. Stephanie Murphy, the boss. Hi. Is here. Hey, my office has been. <laughs> converted tonight. <laughs> this is the boss's <laughs> office and whoo, wow is this uh well you may hear a little echo in it's the very uh, productive it's productive this is very, very spacious productive. you know this is really something um anyway so <laughs> i don't know if you've ever been on a wednesday q a before i don't know if i've ever had anyone on a wednesday you no know, q- i think you're right i don't think I oh no it. maybe i did i think actually maybe you had been and 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 yeah Okay, and I think we might have done some relationship questions before there was a relationship rhombus. Oh. I think we, I think you were, but that was some time ago. But Good you know what people can do? In. Yeah, here's the thing: is I, and I don't know if everybody knows this, but on Patreon, and if you're a patron, which of course, if you're hearing this, you probably are, um, you can. There's tabs when you go to the posts tab on Patreon, and then you look on the left hand side. There's a tab that says Stephanie Murphy. Mm. And it's, I tag you in everything that you're in. And there's like 80 some odd entries where you're wow. a part of it. How yeah. convenient. I don't even have to do a website where I post every podcast I've ever done for the last 10 years because you have a lot of them right. already posted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could actually, you could like put that in, then you can make a custom URL if you wanted. I could make like stephaniemurphy.sovereigntech.com and it just show all the stuff that you've been in. Oh, At least I as far as it. Patreon yeah. goes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I should. I appreciate you being so uh, meticulous with my. Yeah, stuff. I. Th- you've been on Prime episodes recently. I'll, I'll have to make sure you're tagged in those. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure if I did that, but anyway, it's great to have you on for the Wednesday Q and A. Thanks, um, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. Sure, as I told, uh, uh, as we told patrons, I mean, you're pretty much going to be on all week. You know, on on all of the content it's that we're going to be putting week out. Of the boss. Yeah, we'll have a relationship <laughs> rhombus show to come out. Um, we might do a Commodore 64 review because I did get my uh, C64 Mini finally came in and I found a way to get a second controller, which mm. that is no small feat. Um, but I was able to to acquire one of those. And so we might we might get into all a review on that Berlin. all the way from Berlin. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the Commodore 64 is going to be one player for now, but I think we can still manage to do a review. Yeah, we... yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and actually, let us know if that's something you want to hear. Right. And I think my Neo Geo Mini came in this week as well, but that'll be a review for another time. So lots of great content to come out. Mm. Stephanie will be, you know, part of it all uh, this week. Um, but why don't we get into some of our Q&A here, because we got some interesting things. I'm, we're going to get into a story that I actually wanted to do last week, but I'm just as happy that you're here to do it uh, and to talk about it, because in many ways, I think you're more qualified than I am to really talk about it. But uh, but let's open it up with, I guess, my qualifier, where, you know, certainly my speciality. Uh, we'll get in with a little, little tech question first thing. And we will do an album of the week at the end, though I'll probably be the one doing the bulk of the talking about that. Um, but uh, but we're opening it up with a tech question just to kind of get that get that quota in, shall we say. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see, where is it here? Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, here it is. Yeah, question. I'm going to buy a YubiKey. Should I get the NFC-enabled one just to have the feature? I've never used that on my phone and don't know if I ever will. It's just the same price. I thought that was weird. Okay, so 
uh, I recently talked about this with the YubiKey 5 that came out, um, which I have one and I've been using and testing for, well, ever since I got it. In fact, I converted over, well, good luck getting this thing off of me, so I'm not afraid to say it. I converted all of my uh, one-time pin tokens over to my YubiKey 5. Um, I have the YubiKey 5 that's the full size with the USB-A, uh, you know, male uh, slot on it where, and it has the NFC built in. So, and I did that because that way, if you have a phone that has NFC, you don't have to worry about transferring over your, uh, you know, like your, your authy codes or your Google authenticator codes, all your two factor authentication, you can do right in the, um, you know, right with the YubiKey itself. Now, the interesting thing was too, is that, uh, I recently got a new phone. I ended up getting the Nokia six one. Uh, that I did a review of. And with the Nokia 6.1, that has NFC. And when I was logging into the, my Google account on that, it actually asked me for the YubiKey and I just tapped it against the NFC chip on the back of the phone and it logged into Google. Like, you know, it, wow, the, the two-factor cool. authentication worked beautifully. So you're saying they should buy the NFC enabled one? I would get it because I don't think there's any harm. Uh, because the NFC is, as long as you keep it that way and you have to check a box, by default, it's kept to where when it connects to another device, unless it's set up like it was with the Google account, but to get like your, your second factor authentication and everything, um, you really, you really do, uh, you, you'll need a password, you know, to, to decrypt um, all of your one-time pins. So unless you tell it to do otherwise, which I don't recommend telling it to do otherwise. So I think it's perfectly safe to get the one with NFC. Now, if your phone has USB-C, that's where things might get a little bit different because that offers kind of the same ability where you could just plug in the USB-C version of the YubiKey 5 into into your USB-C USB port on so your you phone. So you would plug it directly into your phone. Exactly, like and it would work the same wow, way. Oh, that's cool. I've never seen anything like that. Right, yeah, and, and that's pretty nice. But the problem, the, my only concern around that is that NFC, if it has NFC, works the same across the board. Not all USB-C ports are made, uh, are, are made equal. And so, so I have a little bit of a concern around that as far as overall uh, uh, compatibility. compatibility. Exactly, thank you. Um, yeah, but I hear you. Like with NFC, the only thing, that's the only thing I've ever really used NFC for. Um, like even when I'm transferring pictures between phones, I use Bluetooth. Uh, you can get Bluetooth, uh, not YubiKeys, but that kind of key, you know, that kind of device where it uses Bluetooth instead of NFC or USB-C straight. Um, those are available, but yeah. So, but I mean, the other thing I ever used NFC for is like when I was testing out Google pay or Android pay, whatever it was called at the time. Uh, and you need NFC for that. You need an NFC and official Android. You can't do it with a, with an Android you can, but basically you can't do it with just a custom ROM. So I would go with the one with, with NFC. I really would the YubiKey five with NFC, unless you're really fully into the USB-C ecosystem, then you can get away with doing without it. In fact, I think the reason that YubiKey didn't make a USB-C model that had NFC is because they figure if you have USB-C and you're buying the USB-C one, you're already all in on USB-C and NFC isn't going to help you at all. Mm. It's a lot of C's there, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So <laughs> fast forward or rewind it if you didn't get that. Yeah, say speech. that. Yeah, say that three times fast. Um, so that anyway, that's that's the score on that. I I would recommend getting the one with NFC again, unless you're really really married to to USB C. Um, that that's that's where I'd go with that. But yes, let's please everybody get used to UB keys. Uh, you know, wear them around your neck. I mean, have them on you at all times. These things are practically indestructible anyway, which is nice. That's the other thing too. Actually, all right, one last advantage. The YubiKey 5 that has NFC and USB-A, it's not the USB-C one, is practically indestructible as to where USB-C is not. Mm. Um, that is one failing of USB-C is you can crush that connector. And it's very tough to make very tough devices uh, that have that as to where with USB, USB-A, good old-fashioned USB-A, you can make like single piece, almost what like if you put it in swordsman terms, like full tang devices that, you know, are, are almost impossible to destroy. Uh, I can't remember the last time I put something in swordsman terms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So... Anyway, um, yeah, that's one advantage also to the NFC one, and that's kind of why I wanted that, because it's like waterproof and, and crush-proof and all that shit. So, okay, anyway, let's get on to... This is kind of... Did you wear your YubiKey in the hot tub? Um, you know, I didn't, but I could have. Cool. I mean, I, I wore it down with me because I'm not used to not having it on me, but I certainly could have, and it would have survived easily enough. Um, cool. But I just didn't bother. Just curious. Yeah, uh, I suppose maybe maybe I'll put that to the test yet. And after I make a backup of it. <laughs> so um, anyway, why don't we get into what I think is really going to be the highlight of this episode. And this was something that was asked uh, by Jim Jesus of the Lulberts podcast, who is a longtime patron, honored by that. Hi, Jim Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and he had some very real concerns around better help. What is better help? So better help is a lot of people may have heard about it because of um, like you've maybe you've heard it advertised on podcasts. You might have heard it advertised on YouTube shows. Yeah, and advertised on Facebook and Instagram too, probably. Sure. It's all over the place. It's, it's kind of an internet sensation. And basically what it is, it is therapy wherever you are, whenever you need it via text more or less mm -hmm. okay that is the basic gist it's therapists or supposed to be therapists supposed to be or you would assume are mm. professional therapists that are just always available for you and ready to go yeah you pay like a subscription fee right right but then you can text with a therapist anytime basically yeah and so this has been quite the sensation as late and in fact some people that i i have uh, real respect for have come out and said that it's helped them out a lot, mm -hmm. um, which, okay. Uh, I'll say at first blush, like if, if somebody told me that this was a thing, I would say, uh, no. <laughs> like, Why would you say that? Why would you be so skeptical? Because you can't do therapy. I don't think you can do therapy like that. Like a part, a part of me thinks you can't do therapy like that. But then I have incredibly high standards. Um, let me ask you quick, Stephanie. I mean, if somebody told you the idea of better help, like what, what would be your first response to that? Well, I think it's great for people who can't access going to an actual therapist's office because some people just can't. Like some people are so depressed that they can't get out of bed or some people are like physically disabled and it's a challenge or they don't, can't drive or they live in a rural area or something like that. And for whatever reason, they just can't access a therapist where they actually have to go to their office 
And there are some therapists that will practice over Skype, but yep. Yep. usually you have to have some kind of pre-existing relationship with them where you've already met them. Yeah. And then they'll they'll agree to do it for you. Like, for example, if you're their client and then you move away, they might continue talking to you on Skype or on the phone or something like that. But uh, it it's kind of hard to find a setup like that. So again, not very accessible. I would think that the idea of a therapist that's you can talk to on the internet um, makes therapy more accessible, probably for people who maybe need it most even. Mm. Um, but that's just in theory. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I guess, but that really sounds like a lesser two evils almost argument. Or You know, I don't know. I w- I'm thinking back to a time when I probably should have gone to a therapist but I was daunted by the idea of like going to different offices and finding one and at the time I was like I didn't have a lot of time I was very stressed it was like a family member was very sick yeah and um you know I just I just didn't feel that I had the time to like go to appointments and stuff yeah even though it probably would have benefited me a lot now I don't know if uh an internet therapist would have been helpful but I I would lean toward Yes, I, I think it would. If I had known about that at the time, I would have. Tr- I would have wanted to try it. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I get it. I mean, am I? Am I it, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I'm sort of hearing like it's better than nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's, okay, it could. I mean, I. Th- it sounds like it's better than nothing. Yeah, I mean, even, even that's a tough argument for me mm-hmm. because, like, in, not that proof by analogy is proof, but as an analogy with encryption, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, in what is perfect therapy, but like. It, if it isn't perfect encryption, you might as well not have it. Like that, that's kind of, the, that's an argument in by that security researchers make. Mm-hmm. And so like there's the potential that bad there or like substandard, therapy. substandard mm-hmm. therapy is more harmful than no therapy. Yeah. Do you think that's true though? Or do you think that even just the simple act of like, I don't know. I, I kind of think of therapy as like something that's not an exact science. And basically if someone's, who's trained and who kind of knows what they're doing is listening to you uh-huh. and and like really listening to you. Most people just don't have anyone in their life that really listens to them. No, yeah. it's true. I mean, yeah, catharsis can go a long way. Mm. You know, if it's just straight catharsis, that can be something. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. So I'm going to give you a little... It depends what your goals are too. That's right? true. Like, That's if you, true. Everybody if you needs have therapy like, for different things. Totally. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, if you are like not able to get out of bed, you're so depressed. Yeah. Like maybe an intermittent therapist would be better than nothing. That's possible. If, if you are wanting to, um, if you're single and you're wanting to overcome the mental roadblocks that are keeping you out of relationships or from choosing the wrong partners, uh-huh. maybe you ought to seek out a local therapist who you can work with on that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, there, I think there's interesting arguments to go both ways on this, mm-hmm. as far as the efficacy mm-hmm. is that is that the word I'd use? Yeah, uh, of better help. But so let me break down a little bit of like my personal angle on this, and sure. that is is that I was this close. Of course, no one can see <laughs> what I'm saying. He's holding his fingers very close. <laughs> very <to> close. <laughs> I was this close to actually having better help as a sovereign tech sponsor, and. Uh, I had heard some of these concerns um, before Jim Jesus got in touch with me, mm. but I, I had heard some of these concerns, and so I have held off on having them as a sponsor. And now I'm kind of now I'm really leaning towards look, this is just never going to happen. Mm. Um, and 
anyway, so there was a story that I think this is what I think Jim Jesus shared this with me. This is the, the link that he gave me, which is from Polygon, uh, which is a source I actually like because actually usually they do gaming news, which it's interesting that they're talking about better help. Huh. Uh, maybe they're worried that gamers are getting therapy and they're not gaming anymore because they're doing healthy things. I'm <laughs> kidding, of course. I am one of the biggest gamers on the planet. I mean, literally, I'm six foot one, 220 pounds. Uh, but anyway, so. Do you think gaming and like depression go together? <laughs> they can. Oh, yeah. I, all right. Now, look, you, if people playing World of Warcraft, you get you some therapy. Mm. Okay. Like I, I there yeah, are some games people, like it destroys their lives. Cause yeah. they're kind of addicted or yeah. they can't keep themselves away from the game. Yeah. I mean, you're playing like call of duty, like way too much. Yeah. You get your ass some therapy. Yeah. Like I, and if you're playing call of duty at all, I'm going to go ahead and say, I have, some yeah, I have huge problems with call of duty specifically. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's, that's a whole other story. So, this story from Polygon, uh, it's titled YouTube's Better Help Mental Health Controversy Explained. One of YouTube's most prominent sponsors is caught in a whirlwind of controversy. So BetterHelp advertises a lot on YouTube. On a lot of different YouTube shows. And a lot of BetterHelp sponsoring, I don't think all of it is, but a lot of it seems to be affiliate links. It's not even necessarily like a straight sponsorship pay. Mm. Um, They're taking a cue from Audible. Yeah. Mm. So... Let's see. Now, there's, I guess I could read some of this. It's a little, it's not terribly lengthy, but it's fairly lengthy. And, but I, I can wrap this up. The basic uh, gist is, is that in the terms of service, well, here, let me, let me read this part. The issue with better help. YouTube's business model allows for transparency over demonization or demonetization, demonization. <laughs> Freudian slip. It's okay. Demonetization <laughs> issues. Sponsorships, like ones involving better help, are an understood aspect of the business. But in ad reads for the app, YouTube creators describe a product that more and more people are expressing concerns over. Chandler and Wilson told his viewers the app was full of psychologists who could help people uh, going through a tough time. Gabby Hanna used the word professional to talk about the mental health experts available to talk to people. The company's terms of service tell a different story, though. The terms of service explicitly state that the company can't guarantee a professional or even licensed professionals. Quote, we do not control the quality of the counselor services, and we do not determine whether any counselor is qualified to provide any specific service, as well as whether a counselor is categorized correctly or matched correctly to you, end quote, according to the terms of service. The terms of service also acknowledge that the full responsibility of, of authenticating the person on the other end of the phone falls on the individual who signed up for the app. Quote, while we may try to do so from time to time, in our sole discretion, you acknowledge that we do not represent uh, to verify and do not guarantee the verification of the skills, degrees, qualifications, licensure, certification, credentials, competence, or background of any counselor. It is your responsibility to conduct independent verification regarding any counselor that provides you with counselor services, uh, whether through the platform or not, and we strongly recommend that you will conduct this verification prior to communicating with any counselor through the platform and on a continuous basis as you use the platform, end quote. The better help terms wow. of, yeah exactly the better help terms of service were last updated in july 2016 none of this information appears in any of the videos that are sponsored by the app since then better help founder and ceo elon uh, modest 
has taken to Reddit to defend BetterHelp's name from concerned YouTube, YouTube fans and numerous customers who have reported terrible experiences while using the app. People on Reddit, Twitter, and in YouTube comments have claimed that counselors never showed up for appointments or the company took hundreds of dollars for one month's payment before the seven-day tri free trial was up. Uh, YouTuber Descroma even uploaded a seven-minute video detailing her terrible experience with BetterHelp, but added that she couldn't speak to the experience of others. Quote, I couldn't in good conscience after doing the trial recommend it to you guys, end quote. There's nothing I can say other than there's no way in hell I would recommend them to you guys. Now in the wake of concerns raised by YouTube creators, uh, Anyway, Matis is going on the offense. Quote, I don't, ha I don't have any response to the video because it's plainly bizarre, Matis wrote on Reddit. You are welcome to go to our provider directory and see the credentials and licensing information of each one of our providers. If you find a single counselor who's currently active on the platform but isn't a qualified professional, I will personally donate $500 to a charity of your choice. I respect everyone's opinions and happy to truly listen and learn. This is the opposite from P. So th there's th there's a bunch more here in this article that goes into that. So the founder is saying that it was CYA language in the terms and conditions. Yes. And they said that we don't guarantee the person you're talking to is actually a therapist and you should verify it independently. Right. Because what could happen is, is somebody like might trick their way in with some University of Phoenix nonsense or who knows what. Well, and I think the more likely scenario is that they would be like licensed and then they would get on the platform and then their license would be suspended. Right. Well, that's what I was saying too. Or taken away. Yeah. And then they wouldn't, um, BetterHelp wouldn't know about it. Right. And so, you know, and but then BetterHelp would technically be on the hook if they didn't put CYA language in their terms of service. Um, regardless of that, like that, that is a, you have people that aren't pleased with the service. Okay. So that's one B now, supposedly BetterHelp is going to start, like they are doing background checks they are looking into all this. They're telling you there's a directory where you can look into it. And as far as I'm telling you to like do your due diligence on these people, I mean, I think it's as simple as doing a Google search. Is this mm. person actually a psychiatrist or something like that? Right. Um, Have they ever been arrested for like fucking with their patients in some way or whatever? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but this, you know, those terms of service are pretty concerning because we're and, and the reason that it, I think to treat it more seriously than just cover your ass language is because, you know, th this is, I mean, we're talking about therapy here. You know, we're talking your deepest, darkest secrets. We're talking your your traumas. You know, we're talking like as serious, the most serious parts of the human condition that can possibly be. There's no room for error here. And it's error that can happen in the real world too. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, you it, could have a bad therapist that's perfectly licensed and legal and everything, right. you know? I have a question, Brian. Maybe, yeah. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but does Uber say in their terms and conditions, like, we don't guarantee that the person who's driving you has, like, an active <laughs> driver's license or whatever? Because it's kind of analogous, don't you think? And oh, no, 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 no. They put those guarantees. Oh, they do. There's guarantees that they are insured. There's guarantees that the car meets such and such standards. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I fuck Uber, but they don't fuck around. Mm. Um, and also, uh, I mean, you know, there's nothing yet yeah, true. There's nothing in there that says we guarantee you'll make it to your destination alive. Like there's no guarantees like that. Mm -hmm. But then again, we're talking about a car ride. Mm -hmm. The other is, like I said, 
you know, the deepest aspects of the human condition. I yeah. Mean, well, uh, a car ride could be life or death, but I mean, uh, if they put in a guarantee that at least you have a licensed driver and they're insured and the car meets certain standards. I get you, but there are things worse than death. And I think, yes, there are. And I wow. think, no, no, there are, there are. No, I mean, I, mean, I agree with like you. Like going through life yeah. with people knowing some bullshit about you that no one deserves to know for all time. You know, that you could live, I mean, be, just because some, you know, I mean, what if some like celebrity uses better help and, and the therapist, you know, runs off with some secret and leaks right. it to Breaks People magazine and yeah, because they were never licensed in the first place. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, this guy was, or this guy or this gal was actually a man five years previous and their career is now over or something like that. I don't know. I, I'm just giving out hypotheticals, but I am saying that for a lot of people that could be considered worse than death. And I would respect their feeling about that. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm just saying the that stakes are high. That's yeah. I'm saying that this is, this is higher perhaps than life and death. And that's why I think that there is no room for error. As far, and there's no room for this kind of horseshit mm. in is as far as like just letting them get away with well it's cya language mm. you know if this was any other business i'd agree i'd be like yeah you're yeah you know that's just cia cya language who gives a shit you know but not now with this kind of thing i i, I think that's that's playing with fire but Do go you ahead think like you get what you pay for i mean if you're paying a hundred dollars a month to talk to a therapist whenever you want to and Normally, it would cost $100 for like one 50-minute session with a local therapist. Uh-huh. You know, do you think there's an element of what you get what you pay for? Sure there is. You might not be getting the highest quality therapy Absolutely. That's the point that I started off with. This is substandard stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there's there's truth to that. But that And that's why I can't recommend it, mm-hmm. you know, because I do think it's substandard. I don't think you're getting the richness and quality of what of what genuine therapy is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I guess I'm just th- like, obviously, there's a lot of professionals on the platform or maybe some non-professionals as well. But there's a lot of people on this platform, both users and counselors, and they have varying qualifications. And there's going to be a, a spread in terms of quality. Like, I could see BetterHelp as, like, if you're a therapist and let's say you're, you you have a kid or something and you're staying home with your kid and you want to pick up some work here and there, but you really can't maintain an office or whatever. Right. Um, you know, maybe you go work for a place like BetterHelp and that is, like, a way that you can work and it, you help some people out in the process. You're not getting paid as much as you could in the real world, but at least it's something, right? Yeah. And for the person who's using the service at least it's something they can't get out of bed to or they can't travel to go see a local therapist or they can't afford a local therapist but this works for them so i I don't know i could see you know it being a good match for some people and there's always going to be people who are complaining and disgruntled about any platform especially like some people are just like they expect a therapist to be a miracle worker yes. and they don't realize that you have to actually put in the you're work. You're the one that like, does the miracles. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're you're working on yourself and that involves work. And so, you know, some people are going to be disgruntled and because it's an emotional sensitive subject, they're going to compl- they're going to be um, you know, they might express that in weird ways by complaining like on YouTube or whatever. But I also don't doubt that people could have had bad experiences, negative experiences with this platform and uh, and really genuinely experienced the the bad stuff that's that's uh, that's happened. And they have it with local therapists too. Um, oh yes. There, all the time. 
There's a book called Against Therapy by yes. Jeffrey Massoon, where he talks about like all the arguments basically his basic premise is that like there is inherently a power dynamic between a therapist and a client where the therapist is above and the client is below and it sets up all kinds of problems because it's like it's problematic it's <laughs> it, it basically sets up for abuse of that privilege or, right. or, or bis, abuse of that power over right. the client and there's a lot of um inappropriate sexual relationships that go on there's a lot of just like um, crazy making and like the client is not believed when they tell a story or something like that or yeah um, and yeah it's just inherently like unequal and then also there's like an incentive to there there might be an incentive for the client to keep for the therapist to keep the client forever and just not actually let the client grow to the point where they graduate from therapy so that they'll keep on paying for well, therapy but yeah. not actually making any progress and i've certainly seen some people where they're going to therapy for years and years and years and they don't seem to me to be making much progress sure you know and so i wonder like is the therapist just taking their money are they really getting anything out of it you know right um, does the therapist bully them into staying? You know, because mm. I think I've heard of that happening too. So there, there could be all kinds of problems, but it doesn't, it doesn't. I because there are problems with therapy, the way that it's set up in the system that we have today in our yeah. culture, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing to try to heal from trauma or to get to know yourself better or sure. to become a better person, which I think are the goals of therapy for many people, right? Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to do that, but maybe there are alternative ways besides um, traditional therapy to do it. Yeah, well, so now you're hitting at something like kind of a deeper point I want to get into with BetterHelp. And that, well, and this gets into kind of my problem with therapy, or at least how it's generally practiced in the professional field, okay? Which even if BetterHelp were the professionals, this problem applies. And that is, it's a lot like insurance companies. Mm -hmm. Insurance companies are not incentivized to even attempt to offer 100% safety to you or 100% anything. Because if effectively, like bad things have to happen for insurance companies to be justified to exist. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so it's like almost against their, it, yeah, it, I mean, the incentives are, it's against their business model right. if, like, nothing ever goes wrong, uh -huh. you know. And so, in a way, I mean, a person could get conspiratorial if they wanted to, you know, and say that, like, I mean, this gets into kind of a fight club thing where that cars are designed to fail, like, sometimes really fail. And, and there's numbers where it's acceptable mm -hmm. because those acceptable numbers fall into where the insurance companies end up doing all right. But mm. regardless of that, like, you know... Are they paying off the car industry? Yeah, so here's the thing. Is that, like, is the therapy industry, like, there? if everybody gets, gets healed from their traumas, mm -hmm. the therapy industry's gone. It's over. It's dead. The incentives are not there for, for you to be completely healed. And, you know, and for you to be made whole going forward and, and you know, in, in your life. Um, and I kind of feel like better help is because it is substandard. It's never you're never going to break free from your traumas because you're always getting like a weaker set, you know, like like mm -hmm. you're always getting like less help than you could really get. Um, I mean, I guess you don't think it's going to graduate anyone to the point where they're not going to buy the membership for next month. Or yeah, whatever. I don't think so. I think if anything, it like it keeps them at a like 
at, at a constant sense of need. And maybe it's a good thing that it's not called best help because mm. it's not. It might be better, <laughs> but it's not best, you know? You think it keeps them dependent on the therapist? I would the not. I, I certainly think that that could be a thing. Uh-huh. I, I, like, I, I mean, I'm not saying that they thought that they're like that megalomaniacal and they thought about that sort of thing but i think that that sort of thing can very much happen Mm. i worry about these kinds of relationships you're right in describing there's some power over involved here Mm. um yeah and so this this feels it it feels icky to me like when i was first interested in the sponsorship i was thinking i was kind of thinking like what you were thinking Mm. that okay, well, this is better than nothing. And maybe it's a good start for people. Mm -hmm. And then they can graduate to something a little more serious. But then that's another problem too. You know, if BetterHelp wants to put some CYA language out there, Mm -hmm. say, this does not replace a traditional therapist. Mm. That's not what they're saying, you know. And if they said that, then I'd buy a lot more that line of thinking that, well, this is better than nothing. Yeah. I mean, you could still be right. You could still be right that if somebody's bedridden, this might save their life. Mm-hmm. And that's great. You know, like, like I, I I can get that. But you'd have, you know, the only way that I think that it makes sense to talk about it that way is that that's how you advertise it. But then how many people are like that? Mm. And yes, it's important for just one life to get saved. Of course it is. But how many people are really bedridden with that kind of depression? You know, to where... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have we have people we know that said this service helped them. Yep. That they love it. No, yeah, absolutely. So, well, um, I mean, what do you, what do you think? Would you t- tell you... Here, how about this is kind of the ultimate test, I mm-hmm. suppose. Yeah. If you had, if you, you had your own podcast, you're rocking your own thing, mm. and BetterHelp approaches you and mm. says, hey, we, we'd like to sponsor on your show, would you take it? I think I would like to try it first. You'd like to try I thought it you were going to ask me, would I try it? Would okay. I, would I well, use that's the, the that is the next thing I was going to ask. Yeah. I, I would be curious to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would probably have some walls up, though. I, I don't know if I would like share anything too personal. You yeah. know? It yeah, might be a challenge for therapy. me to be honest with the therapist yeah. or whatever. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do my own kind of self-directed therapy activities, and uh, that has its upsides and downsides as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think I would like to try it before I, you know, before I would accept them as a sponsor on that sure. podcast. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I suppose I would need to do the same thing too. But right now, like I said, I'm really at the point where I'm just not, it just, it felt not off to, to trying it. Yeah. It felt off to me from the beginning, mm-hmm. even when I first heard about it from people that I really respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people that I know, they're not just like celebrities or something off somewhere. Like they're people in my life mm-hmm. that I really respect. Um, I, when I heard about it, I'm like, oh, that can't be right. Like, like that, that can't work. But of course I have to check myself all the time because I'm the person with the bias that, okay, Cupid doesn't work and Tinder doesn't work, or at least not for what they say it's supposed to be for, uh, you know, and, and so on. So, you know, I understand where I, I guess in some ways this is this painful. You're resistant to anything that's on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You know, that's a great way of putting it. That's a great way of putting it. You know, something else somebody said to me that I thought was like really, like they they totally understood me, hit the nail on the head. They said, my genre is nostalgia. Mm. It's not science fiction. It's not heavy metal. It's not, my genre is nostalgia. And I was like, you know, you got me. I like that. You got me. So yeah, you're right. I am reticent of anything. 
I don't think there's so many things that don't belong on blockchain. There's so many things that don't belong on the fucking internet. Mm. And so anyway, well, okay. So this is something, you know, you'd want to try first before you recommend it. Yeah, I would. Um, and I would be open to trying it. I would try it with an open mind. Sure. I, I'm in the camp of this seems a little off and, and I don't like. There's cover your ass language that they could use that would make this a lot more palatable. And there's language that they're using that makes it downright terrifying. Whether they're going to change it or not, they should have never done it that way. They shouldn't recognize how serious this is. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't really, I can't really support it or recommend it myself. So there we go. Betterhelp.com. There's never going to be a betterhelp.com slash Question mark. Yeah, right. <laughs> and again, there's a reason it's not called best help. So, all right. Uh, why don't we move on to, uh, to another question here? And, you know, I was going to get into actually, uh, boy, a couple things. So Sovereign Tech co-host, uh, Robin, mm -hmm. he, uh, he wanted, we had, and I accidentally put it into the show notes for the Sovereign Tech Prime episode that you and I just did. I think it was episode 299A. And in, there's a, a, a study about that there's four, that there's like four new personality types or that there's only four personality types. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't get to it in the episode because we ended up just talking about social media pretty much throughout the entire episode. Oh, yeah, that was a great show. It I was a fan. I, I loved it. It was great radio. Uh, and I, he, he said he would have loved to have heard us talk about it. Mm -hmm. I was tempted to do it here for this Q&A, but we're already kind of running on time. Um, I want to, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to save this four, four personalities. We'll save it for the relationship rhombus show oh. that we're going to release this week. So you will be getting that. The other thing, Robin also shared a dynamite blog, uh, from Douglas Rushkoff, who I'm a fan of. I mean, that guy's old school, man. Mm, I mean, are we going to talk deal. about that? Uh, it, well, it's about UBI, about universal basic income. I'm going to save that for 299B for that Sovereign Tech Prime episode because that needs everybody needs to hear that. Um, okay. And, and I and That's I have fair. comments I want to make. There's points where I agree, points where I disagree with Rushkoff, um, but he seems I, I feel like we're playing on the same team in a very real way. Uh, so I'm going to end up talking about that a little later. I've talked I've talked about Douglas Rushkoff's work, Present Shock, in uh, his classic stuff, of course. Uh, you know and what is it throwing rocks at the Google bus and you know like I've talked about those books on the show in the past uh, I am a bit of a fan of Mr. Rushkoff so um, but we'll get into those then Ooh, uh, can I take this personality test because I love personality tests. yeah I'll, I'll send it to you that way you can go over it before uh, before we do the relationship rhombus show so instead I want to get to a question that we hinted at in episode 299a mm -hmm. uh, the prime episode 299a you know a funny thing is going to happen in fact, I'm going to make sure it happens. But the episode 300 of Sovereign Tech and episode 300 of Patreon episodes are going to coincide. Oh, like, wow. like, like they're they're cool. they're actually probably hell. I might even have them released the same day <laughs> or just like one day after the other. But but that would be cool because I think this is episode. Yeah, this is 292. This Q and A is episode 292. Wow. So we're folks. He's done 300 Patreon episodes and 300 oh, a lot more than that. episodes. Yeah. Give this man more <laughs> more dollars. Give tell your friends to sign up if they like like to listen to a ton of content. You could go back through the archive and listen to eighty shows with just me on them alone. Yeah, I mean, I think by the end of actually by the end of twenty eighteen, I will have literally done over a thousand episodes. 
Wow. You know, you because be really because good it's, at this podcasting thing well, now, by e- now. Even though even though there's 300 episodes or you know, like each are numbered at 300, there's a lot more than that. Mm. Cuz I did specials for years. Um, I've done a lot of other Patreon episodes that didn't have numbers. Um, so yeah. Anyway, um, so, all right. So what was I going to, what were we going to do here? Yeah. So we talked about this in episode 299A. We hinted at this question, uh, just comes from a sweetheart of a guy, uh, who asked it on the community page on Patreon. And I want to break into that. And then we are going to get into our album of the week. Um, so here we go. It's So I got put in Facebook jail for a post I thought was funny and appropriate for a group titled Wicked Humor. So finally giving serious thought to just leaving it. I'll miss the Sash, Sovereign Tech, and Cycling groups I'm I'm in, but I'll manage. I've looked at Twitter and Mastodon, but they're just not the same. Any ideas other than old school forum styles? Uh, I guess there's enough of that to occupy my idle time. And so th- that that's it. Uh, what was this joke? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We get, you kind of wonder. I'm curious what it was. But I mean, in something titled Wicked Humor, you, you kind of think just about anything could go. You know, I know I, this person. This yeah, th- th- okay. He's a good guy. Okay. And so, you know, I'm not too worried about that. Um, the, you know, the first thing I want to say, because we kind of hinted at this in the Prime episode. But the first thing I want to say is that, and, and I've said this for years, Twitter needs to create groups. They need a groups feature. Ooh, yeah. And then they really could replace Facebook. But until they do that, and I know there's ways you can kind of make a group, but not really. Until they do that, you know, yeah, it, it's not the same. This person's absolutely right. It's not the same. And Mastodon, you know, it's not exactly there either. So I completely understand that. Um, old school forums, great option you know, to, to look into and many still run that are wildly popular. Um, you know, I, I, I think that that's a fine thing as far as something that's, you know, that you can do within a web browser, right. Um, as far as things you could do outside of a web browser, I mean, shit, you know, we could get into Usenet, you know, and, and so on. Even that, I suppose you could do in a web browser depending upon it. But, what about like meetups? <laughs> well, I mean, you could do physical meetups. Yeah, you know, you could do meetup.com. Well, I mean, and that's, you know, that's a tide that's shifting. I mean, there's like most people don't realize it. Meetup.com is a wildly successful business. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows because it's appealing to so many different little niches. It has like a user base that's totally on par with Facebook. But you don't know it because there's no critical mass going on. It's all niche, 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 niche. But it's millions of niche groups, you know. And so it's the most beautiful thing. Meetup.com, like, again, it's it's really this, like, quiet giant that just nobody knows is out there. And 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 that kind of points at, at how I feel about this. Is there any real solution? I've thought about this. There have been times where I've said to myself, I need to make some kind of social media thing to where it's where I feel completely comfortable with it. You know, and I've tried Reddit, I've tried all these different things where I feel like, okay, you know, this is on board with me, this is implemented in the way that sovereign tech espouses and so on. And you know, when I think about it, and believe me, I've thought long and hard. When I finally get down to the end of it, it, I come to the same conclusion that I say on every episode of Sovereign Tech. And that is, is that there is going to another platform is not the solution. Mm. These plat- the, the, the abstract platforms themselves are, are just a problem. Like I social agree. media, it's yeah. social media itself is a problem. Yeah. Like it's not something that you can fix 
it's a problem, you know, like, and, and, and it's not, I don't even, I dare say it's, I don't even think it's healthy. Um, like I have, I mean, it can be for a little while, but I think everybody would pretty much admit much like we were talking about with better help, that it is substandard communication. It is substandard and people invest a lot of time in it. And then Facebook will algorithmically, you know, kill 800 accounts just like that. Right. And then it's all gone. Um, yeah, or they won't. They will only show you like fifteen people's posts, and you won't see everybody else's on your friends list. Yeah, so I mean, I think old school style forums is like really the only like answer I could possibly give mm. um, with this. But the bottom line being is that we got to get away from social media in general. And if you need to be connecting with people of like interests, and I know this isn't this is easier said than done. And I know some people have like real like very real and legitimate conditions around this to where they can't, you know, you got to move to where the other people are. Mm. You got to be there in person, you know, meetup.com. I mean, do you consider meetup to be social media? Uh, it's kind of the anti-social media, I think, in a, in a, in a, in a real yeah. way. Uh, it's not anti-social. No, it's anti-social media. It's anti-social it's media. It's anti-social actually pro-social. Media. Social yeah, media pro, is pro anti-social. Pro-social media. Like, yeah. yeah. Or, well, pro, it's pro-social. But, like, like social media is anti-social. Yeah. Uh, at the end I of the day. That. Yeah. So. That's good. Yeah, I mean, so that's that's really, you know, my thoughts on it is that, yeah, I mean, all you really do have are these, you know, old school style forums. And, and that's about the best thing that, that, that you can. I mean, there's a reason that people are still running them because they've been around so long and they do work so well. Um, the, you know, the, the groups and all this stuff uh, or the, you know, Facebook, Twitter and all of them. I mean, there's just, you know, part of the problem is the ease of use. Because I think if you're passionate about something, you will learn how to use something that's complex. Mm. And I like, I've always liked that as a gateway to getting to talk to other people about your passion. Mm-hmm. Is that you're so passionate, you'll figure out how to fucking get to them. You know what I mean? And, and I think that Facebook and Twitter, like part of what allows for trolling and people just slapping their shit and mm. treating everything like an ad is the fact that... Your grandma can get on it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I see that as a problem. The ease of use is actually, a, it's, a, it's a negative, mm-hmm. uh, a net negative in this sense. So, I mean, what do you think, Stephanie? Give me your thoughts on the whole, on the whole score. I like the idea of forums. Um, I, it reminds me of a story. Um, <laughs> so this was actually years ago, but um, it's a very, it's, I think it still applies. So at the time, Actually, if you want to hold the mic... Sure. I'm just going to go over here. You tell me the story. At the time, I was in medical school, and all of my classmates were getting on Facebook. Were all your classmates women? No. 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 Shit. All right. I don't know where the story is going to go. Keep going. <laughs> all my classmates were getting on Facebook, and I would see them during class like going on Facebook instead of paying attention to the lecture and I was like this is fucking scary these people are going to be my doctors like or their other people's doctors they're going to be like doctors but they're just sitting on Facebook all during class this is really weird so I like didn't join Facebook out of protest and I felt really left out of like a lot of social activities like there was a lot of like clickiness that would happen in the medical school class and it a lot of it took place on facebook and um they would invite people to 
parties through Facebook and I wouldn't get invited. Uh, sometimes they would use the email system in the class or whatever. But um, yeah, like I've, I felt like I was missing out on a lot of stuff because I wasn't on Facebook. But uh, around that time too, I was interested in uh, plants, like house plants, and I wanted to like build up a collection of them. And so I found this website called Dave's Garden and it was like forums. It was like a forum and they had this thing called plant mail where you could like meet people <laughs> where you could meet people who wanted to trade clippings of plants with you and you would you would mail the plants to each other and then like you know you could post what plants you had and other people could post what plants they had and then you could do a swap. Well, I grew my plant collection so much with this and I met some cool people and I would just spend like a lot of my free time on these forums and it worked out really well. And then I didn't feel like I was missing out on so much. So, so yeah, like forums, I think forums are a great uh, antidote to loneliness and especially to connect with people around a specific topic. Now don't go on like 4chan or something, you know, that doesn't really count. But, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, maybe there are other forums that are more centered around your interests. Yeah, so you're saying old school forums as well. I think that would be where I would go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, like you, Brian. I mean, and like the like the emailer, I've tried Reddit, Twitter, everything. I find them to be toxic. Yeah, you know, even Facebook's toxic sometimes, but unless you carefully curate it, which I have been. Um, so I don't know. It's it's all kind of bad. Yeah, and 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 don't don't go to Instagram. Like, like, just yeah. don't, you know. I don't have an Instagram. Yeah, good for tried, you. I haven't tried that one yet. Good for you. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying well, that some there of the aren't pictures like we took today. I was thinking maybe I should get on it so I could share them. <laughs> <laughs> but who would follow me? Right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think we both pretty much came to the same conclusion. Actually, it looks like he already came to that conclusion that forums are are the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been tempted to set up a sovereign tech forum on a website because, like with BuddyPress, it's actually pretty easy to mm-hmm. do. Uh, but it's just not something I could frequent. People talk about using Discord. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's out there. I like Discord fine. Uh, that's more like IRC than it is necessarily like a Facebook style thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that people could look into as well. But, yeah, it's not really Facebook is all about the threaded comments Mm -hmm. and groups, Mm -hmm. you know. And if Telegram had more threaded comments, that might be like the winner because that certainly allows for groups. But you got to have the threaded comments and it's just I don't know that that's ever going to happen. It's kind of not the nature of the beast as far as that goes. But Telegram is an interesting one too. to find other groups anyway with certain passions. There's lots of them on Telegram. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, Telegram yeah. Works. So that's something to consider as well. But again, you know, let's just understand that social media in general is, well, like you said, Stephanie, it's toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's a problem. It it's a problem with social media itself. It's not implementation. Mm-hmm. It's social media itself, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So uh, anyway, there you go. There's 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 that. Uh, so how about you? Look like you're getting pretty tired there, love. Yeah, Did you, I, yeah. I am a little bit, but I'm interested in what we're talking about. Okay, well, I figure we'll we'll start. Yeah, we'll start wrapping it up here because we're getting in on the hour and we'll go into our album of the week. Cool. So our album of the week, I actually teased this last week and the album just came out beginning of October. Um, I, this is an album where I bought it. It came, I think it was October 5th. I bought it uh, and 
Well, I, I bought it and I also downloaded it, but I'll explain why. And what it is, is Steve Perry's new album. And yes, that's Steve Perry, as in O'Sherry, right? Uh, lead singer of Journey, who now he's like 70, <laughs> which is really hard wow. to believe. Yeah, uh, and he sounds amazing on this album. Uh, the album is called Traces, and it's a 10-track album. If you buy it anywhere else at Target, it's actually 15 tracks. Um, so I bought it on Amazon, uh, the day that it came out, it was, you know, nine bucks, whatever, but just because I want Steve Perry to fucking know, Hey, you know, we've been waiting 20 years for, you know, this, <laughs> for, for some new music to come out, uh, from you. And, but then I also, when, when, you know, when Pirate Bay had the, the target version of it up with the five extra songs I downloaded, <laughs> but, because I needed those songs. And those five extra songs are actually pretty damn good. Um, but let's be clear here. This album is, I mean, it has nothing to do with the fact that Steve Perry's been away for 20 years. This album is not uh, street talk. You know, there's nothing on here that's like Oh Sherry, where it's kind of an anthem like that. Uh, this is certainly not for The Love of Strange Medicine, which I actually really like that album. Um, some of it can kind of feel like Foolish Heart, which was a really big song in the 80s. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about certainly a very, very seasoned, much older Steve Perry, who's obviously had a lot of time to think about things. These are very deep songs, very soulful songs. If I were to use that soulful is a very specific music term that doesn't necessarily reference a, a, an actual soul because those don't exist. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but I, I mean, there's, there's a lot to like here and the lead track, which he released the single over the summer, which was Noah race. And, uh, that's Noah race. And that song, like after you listen to it a couple times, like you find yourself singing it all the time and it, it, it's just got a nice little hook, uh, to it. And there's even a song he did with uh, John five of all things, uh, which is a uh, sunshine's gray, great song. Um, the, the whole thing's great. And I do really recommend getting the, the Target edition as well because uh, there's October in New York, Angel Eyes. I mean, just really, really solid, deep songs. In fact, a lot of it almost sounds like Chicago. And I'm a huge, Stephanie, you know this. You know, I'm a huge fan of Chicago. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I think this is just a totally worthwhile listen um, and, and you know, something to own. Uh, I wouldn't... I don't think it's as good an album as Street Talk. It's not as good as For the Love of Strange Medicine, but it's great. You know, for what it is, it's really great. And it's just really smooth. Uh, you know, I mean, again, there's no real anthems like you'd get out of a, a, a you know, like off of Street Talk. But it's it's solid. And honestly, I hope Steve Perry does more, but maybe he'll never do another album again. You know, maybe he'll go into hiding again for another 20 years. I, I don't know. I wish he wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't mind if he decided to front journey again for a day, but uh, that's probably never going to happen either. And what are you going to do? You know? So anyway, uh, you don't, you, do you have an album of the week that you want to put out there? Well, no, but I was wondering if you talked about seeing Phil Collins. I did last week. Okay. I talked about seeing Phil Collins. That was Phil's going on or is like 70. Yeah. That's what made me think of it. Actually. Yeah. He said his age. Yeah. I don't know. If Steve, I have not seen if Steve Perry is doing a tour for this album. I would go see him if he was mm. uh, in a heartbeat. Um, the, yeah. I talked about it with Phil Collins. I mean, I don't know how St Steve Perry sounds. He's clearly showing his age with his voice, even though his voice still sounds a million times better than anybody else on planet earth. Uh, I mean, journey is just one of my top bands. 
I don't know how he would sound live because there were points, especially the first couple songs with Phil, where Phil Collins sounded a little rough. Mm-hmm. But then once his voice warmed up, he was fine. Maybe the same would be true with, with Steve Perry. I I don't know. Um, but Steve Perry seems to be aging with some pretty amazing grace, mm. uh, you know, as compared to some, some of his contemporaries. Uh, I mean, of course, it doesn't hurt that he's had 20 years off where he, I mean, Steve Perry dropped off the map. Like he was gone after 96 when they did that little journey reunion album, he was just gone. Mm. And it was a fine album too, but he, he was, he was out of there and nobody had seen him forever. He went, apparently he went back to his hometown or something in the sovereign tech newsletter last month or the August sovereign tech newsletter. I actually linked to uh, an interview with Eddie trunk with Steve Perry, where he talked about what inspired this album and what was going on for him. And it's a brilliant interview to listen to. I totally recommend it as a uh, companion piece to checking out this album. But I think this is great. Again, it's, this isn't heavy metal. This isn't metal. This isn't even rock necessarily. I mean, it's, there's some rock in it, but this is just smooth stuff that, that, that I, I think makes for a nice Friday night in, in my opinion. So I don't know, maybe, maybe How you about a I, nice Wednesday night. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll make it a nice Wednesday night. And I'll yeah. start putting on some Steve Perry. Sounds so, good. All right. Well, anyway, how about we wrap it up there? Okay. And, uh, there's going to be more of you. This this whole week, we've got other stuff oh, to talk good. about. I hope you're excited because I am. Yeah, the relationship rom is going to be a great show. We've got yeah. some really inter- very interesting stuff to talk about in that. Uh, things that I don't think people will expect. So, anyway, uh, Stephanie, of course, thank you is for there being still on. Time to get their questions in if they do want to. Yeah, there is. There is. If people want to get in for the relationship rhombus, you can private message me on Patreon and I'll, I'll get it in. Okay. So, um, and of course, there's a lot more questions to get into next week's Q&A. And anyway, Stephanie, a lot of fun to have you on for this. And Thank I'm you, glad Brian. you're here to talk about a couple, uh, you know, a few of the things um, and bring, you know, get your insights. Of course, you are Dr. Stephanie Murphy. So, Doctor. Woo! <laughs> anyway. And if you want to check my qualifications, don't. I <laughs> <laughs> got your qualifications qualifications right here (laughs) so all right well we'll wrap this up um yeah that's well we're already in bed so what the hell yeah Yeah. we're so close all we have to do (laughs) is just you know put the computer away (laughs) yeah all right i will see all of you on the other side